good. I don't hear anything. Oh, let's start again. Okay, well, let me, hold on. <laughs> just, oh yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me. I'll just, I'll just fade it in. How about that? Okay. Ooh. Let okay, me know good. when you're ready. Cause all this gets edited out anyways. All right, here we go. Go. Is that the instrumental? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, it's the thing. It's just the album version. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. If you two willing trying to chill, get a kickstand. All right, people. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the uh, first very episode. First. The very first Ooh. episode of the brand new podcast. This is the Beat Exchange. We got Charlie Chingus over here. Hello. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I am your boy, Pavo. We were uh, on a pretty much, what, like a month, two-month hiatus? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we, we ended the show, uh, So By The Pound, which is the old podcast. We ended the show like the end of November, I believe. Yeah, it was the, right before right it before started getting crazy. Yeah. Cause the holidays. Yeah, holidays usually gets pretty critical for us, both of us in our line of work. Um, so we had to make some adjustments, uh, kind of like reassess what we were going to do with the podcast. So this is for the new people yeah. that discover this podcast because before we used to have how many years did we do it for five years no more so we started in 2012 wow yeah it went from 2012 to 2019 so that was a good run yeah and it and it and it evolved for from uh it started out what you by yourself yeah yeah uh talking about wrestling all kinds of shit but yeah and um and then what was it like? Men's health, <laughs> yeah, prostate exercises, exactly. <laughs> Kegel exercises, yeah. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then I came in, yeah. And uh, then it went into with from there just ranting, bullshit, yeah, right? yeah. From there, we just started beginning ranting, but we had like at one point in time we had segments. And then it just started going to an all-out bullshitting session. Like, we would come here maybe with some topics, maybe with not topics. Just, just, uh, um, well, basically, yeah, well, basically, it was just, uh, us just catching up. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty I much. I mean, uh, we, we're, we're pretty much busy with, yeah, with life, yeah, uh, work, family. Yeah. But, uh, a background on us for those who are new. We've been knowing each other since high school. Yeah. We're in our late 30s. Yeah. Right? We, we grew up <laughs> yeah. in the golden era of hip-hop. That counts. It does. 
God I tell damn. my kids that shit. I was like, I don't know about that. I grew up in the and golden era. In the golden era. No, um, I can't wear that color. So yeah, so so we'll we'll start it off like this. We're gonna um, go through a little bit of a history lesson to introduce everybody. So right over here, we're gonna start off with Charlie over here. His name is Charlie Chingus. He um, mm. he's gonna get into his little background story about you know pretty okay. much. You know what, dude? Let's let's just start it off with. Um, let's just start it off easy. Uh, when you first began uh, being interested in producing, like if I was to ask you that question, like what would, what would be the first reason why you wanted to get a beat machine? Well, I didn't know. It, well, I remember being, I don't know. When did MC Bree come out? <sighs> 80, no, 94? You know that, that song that he yeah. had on the radio? Uh, MC, MC Breed had a couple. He had, the, he had the that first one. one. He had the that first one. one. I can't remember off the hook. All and right. I remember uh-huh. that song. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that synth sound. And that's what really yeah. caught my attention in... To instruments. Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. You know, I was like, if I made something, I would want to make stuff yeah. like this. That caught your ear that. right away. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then later on, uh, getting exposed to hip-hop, mm-hmm. like the four elements. More uh, and more, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I used to like graffiti, yeah. you know, and I used to do the graffiti thing and uh, carry around black books and backpacks, mm-hmm. so the whole, you know, the whole setup. And, yeah. Um, and Jinkos. Jinkos. <laughs> And uh, and then you know, uh, meeting people in hip hop, well, they were older than me. Yeah, that uh, through the through the whole graffiti thing, I was exposed to underground hip hop, and um, the this one cat, Buku Buku One, he talked about drum machines, mm-hmm. right? Because I was like, I want to learn how to make beats. Yeah, because he was showing me the music he was doing. Yeah, and I was like, I thought you know beats were like something. Yeah, I thought something like um, I didn't know what was involved. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I thought yeah, it was yeah. just you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was musicians or some shit, yeah. or just someone playing records, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and just like a DJ, person, DJ in the yeah. back, and just mm-hmm. you know, because we never like yeah. you would never see that. No, you wouldn't from any documentaries from the, the from DJ. like from ninety seven, mm-hmm. from like you know, I would say like ninety nine, from like ninety nine below. You know, yeah. so from like 90 to 99, the only footage you would ever see from people in a studio was somebody behind a mix board. You yeah, would see a yeah, DJ yeah, 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 yeah. and you would see a guy in a booth. You yeah. never see. Yeah, you didn't know nothing what about. Yeah. What they were using. Yeah. You know, it was rare. That's what I, you know, I remember like, um, what was it? What was that documentary? Uh, not Beat Street. The other one. It was more graffiti cats and shit. Yeah, the Wild Style? Wild No. No, no, no. You talking about... Uh, no, Wild Style. Uh, not Break. Style Wars. Style Wars. Yeah, Okay, yeah, so yeah. I remember the dude DJing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that's how they would make yeah. the music. Yeah, because they were looping it. No, I remember there, yeah. playing guitar mm-hmm. and having a karaoke machine and recording shit on it and then using a Casio drum thing mm-hmm. and pressing play on it. Yeah. And I was like... But I, I wasn't aware of anything until Buku went to Australia yeah. and came back... Learning about the NPC, yeah, and then that's when I was like, I think I was what eighteen. Who was the uh, that DJ he was fucking with? He, uh, that dude that did cheese and butter. He was God, DJ. Dude, what was that name, dude, 
Anyway, he was an Australian cat. But yeah. over there, you know, like everything over here during that time was more, you know, was it the clubbing era? No, at that time. Popular music? No, at that it time. Hot, it wasn't a hot boy. It was a hot boy. It was, yeah. The 2000s were the beginning of the yeah. hot boy yeah. era. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when we got old enough to know what type of music we liked, yeah. what type of music um, we were really into. Yeah. By then, pop music was Puffy, uh, Puff Daddy, anything Rough Riders, right, 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 anything right. No Limit, anything, uh, and then later on, Cash Money. So Australia in that time, yeah. they were like into the four elements. Yeah, yeah. We're over here, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. And I remember him coming back. Right. DJ Singh. DJ Singh. DJ Singh. And so DJ Singh used an NPC yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he came back over here. And Buku told me about the NPC 2000. And I remember, I'm going to get it. I begged my mom. Mm -hmm. And she put it on her credit card. God she bless her. It. And I got the NPC. And from then, it was cookies. My brain was like in, in the. It was. It was cursed yeah i say so so from there you began to produce and learn how to work the mpc mm -hmm. and we began to record uh because you and me were in a group known as the melodic giants oh yeah um and <laughs> we were doing music well on your very first couple of you know, zip discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all the beats were loaded on the zip discs at this time. And then we are doing a couple... I think you you were... At that point, you were up to, like, disc four to five. That's when it started sounding a little bit decent. Yeah, it started... Well, I mean, you were always putting things together, and it sounded fine. We were just never... In, our problem, I think, always was not knowing how to how to track out the music. Yeah, that because once we once we bought the the Akai the digital um, DPS twelve, uh -huh, uh -huh. we bought that. We still didn't know how to track it out because we were yeah. we we just didn't know. You, we had to do it manually. Yeah, everything was manually done. But because NPC only had two outs. Yeah, so it was a stereo the, out. But I, we ne we had, never yeah, yeah the, at that time before yeah. we did the eight outs. Um, yeah, it was too it was stereo out. But the problem I think where we always just ran into was that mixing. <laughs> yeah, the mixing we were I we, we were never able to to because yeah. we didn't know. Yeah, no one know. ever taught us about that. That was a that was a real try and error shit. So there's some music out there that we did because we did a whole project together called T for Two. And that was like seventeen songs. Yeah. And yeah. when we made that album that was pretty much, you know, people knowing that we were putting a product out. We were actually putting together some music. So what was that, around 2002, 2001? Yeah, I think so. So that was when we first put it on an actually burnt CD unit. Your yeah. brother bought uh, a CD burner for yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he bought it for the house, but really we were the only ones using it. Yeah. And we were burning CDs um, out of the DPS-12. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, once you started doing that, that's when you started just getting more and more involved in the beats. Yeah. And you kind of stepped away from the rhyming. Yeah, it was horrible at it. Well, no, you weren't horrible at it. It's just that you devoted your time and efforts into making beats. You yeah, know I, can, what I, mean? I can't even sit down anymore and just think of like... A line or two. Rhymes and shit. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just, an exercise that's is. very difficult 
And um, I just see blank. Well, like, what was crazy of- though? What's crazy though? It's you almost have to make sure to 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 exercise that because sometimes I go into a lock uh-huh. and then I'm working on stuff and then I'm like, oh, I need to write. But you knew hip hop. Uh, you were into hip hop more than I was. At, the, at well, yeah, from the very beginning. From the I, very beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the way we met, I don't know, we were in a math class. Yeah, we were in uh, in high school, and they had you like faced against the wall. <laughs> <What> the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't a good student in high school, you know. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what it was priorities. that. I think something about Wu Tang. It had to be about Wu Tang. That's all I spoke about. You back had Wu Tang pogs. That's all I spoke about back then. It was just I think I was wearing army Wu Tang. I think you were camp. No, I think you were wearing a Wu Wear shirt and you had some fox gloves or something. No, get the fuck out of here! I never wore fox gloves. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, no, but for sure you were wearing uh, Stop. something from Mr. Rags. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Rags? <laughs> wow. So, that was a story. Yeah, that's, what, that's you know, like, in, in the realities of it all, we were, like, making music until... You used to sell me alcohol. That's how I really knew you. Yes. Because you used to, like, boost the bottles. Yeah, 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 I had a plug. I had a plug who was working at RC Liquors. you sold Liquors. me a bottle yeah. of Cuervo because I didn't know Big what the fuck. Cuervo. Yeah. yeah, neither did I. You sold it to me for, like... I think it was, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. Because I only... I think I only made... And I remember, like yeah, yeah. 5 bucks off of it. Yeah, 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 I gave you 10. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. I don't even know what you did with it. I, don't really I drank it. drank it? Yeah, I remember with, I used like, to mix it with... Them? Yeah, and I used to mix uh, it with orange juice uh, and just drink oh, that shit. Bad. Just buy the bad. orange juice thing. Yeah, I used to yeah, yeah, drink yeah. half of it and then mix the other thing. Just walk around I the whole. I would do that a lot. Me and Vodka became friends back yeah, then. Dude, boy. just fucking listening to Helter Skelter on a Walkman. Oh my god! Yeah, I showed my kids the tape. By the way, of your your tape. Uh huh. They, they saw it. They're like, "What is that?" <laughs> the little one was like, "The little one, he's a uh, five, and he was yeah. like." He was like, what, what, how do you watch it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? He was like, how do you watch it? Man. I was like, what do you mean how do you watch? And then I was like, oh, he thinks it's like a, a video type, type yeah. of video thing. I think she put that together. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, it's you played it. And we tried playing it in the tape ma- machine thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was, I told the, my second son, uh, and I'm, I'm, ge- I'm calling them by numbers because mm-hmm. for those who don't know, I have a lot of kids. I got four, like six. And, and then, uh, <laughs> and and we put it. I was telling them, you go ahead, put it yeah. in there. And then he was just trying to figure that shit out. That shit was hilarious. Just watching him, like look at it. Okay, does it just put it inside the machine? Didn't know. Oh, because you clue. got the boombox. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh-huh. I remembered. Because I was looking online yeah. for, for I, was like, I want a tape player, to play. but I wanted yeah. the ill one, yeah, the one with yeah. the chrome you, face yeah, and yeah, shit, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the little uh, mm-hmm. dial and shit, yeah. I don't know what it's for, yeah. but it moves. And uh, and we and he was trying to figure it out, and I was like, here, this is how it goes. Put it in there, and we pressed play, yeah. and that shit was like, whoa! <laughs> but it, it didn't play anything, Yeah. so I don't think it works. Not the tape. The tape, well, the tape player. That. Didn't work at all because okay. I was like, "Oh, maybe I got it back the other way," mm-hmm. and I, I don't remember it making that noise when yeah. you put it on the wrong side. You know where it's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I, I flipped it over, press play, same thing. It was just like the distorted sound, no music whatsoever. It just sounded. It was just like a whoa, like a little loud. 
And then I, when we pressed stop, it stopped. stopped you know, so. Oh, okay, well, well, we got to check that out, man, because I don't want to send these out to people that. <laughs> Doom like, was playing them anyway. Like, so, what is this? Monk chants or something? Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, after the, the accomplishing, you know, we're glancing over the fact that making that very first CD was mm. a very difficult task. Yeah, it was. It was a fucking difficult task because. Uh, we weren't recording on computers. We weren't doing that. We were recording into this digital track recorder. Yeah. We would have the beat on two tracks, I believe. Yeah. And then um, we would record uh, two tracks each. So yeah. the main vocal and background vocals. And by recording that way, we weren't editing. No. We, you know, there was, there was no editing. There was just straight recording. You start all over. Yeah, and then you, you have to up. start over, and you have to clock yourself in. It's it was kind of a task. Um, it would take very long to record one verse. It would and take to record long. on CD, you had to <sighs> sit there. Yeah, you pretty much had to play it through. Play the whole thing through. You know what I mean? And hate it. And hate it, yeah. Oh, and dude. then you go to the next song, and you have to load the next song. It was very... It was very tedious at that time to yeah. do it. So, like, even though we were done with, like, man, it was like 15, 16 songs, yeah. we were done maybe in about, you know, because we had all the time in the world, maybe in about a year, we mm. were done with all making all those songs, and we probably didn't get it onto CD for, like, another year. Yeah. Because we, we were getting confused. We were trying to do a mini disc. We were trying to think yeah. of that idea. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to see how, how that would be different. Oh, we get it on mini disc, but then no one had mini disc players. Um, and printing the labels. And, and then, shit. yeah, we had to figure out all this bullshit. And then we got it. And then we were able to print them out and do duplicates and do a whole bunch. Um, we never really put it together in a case, though. No, it was sleeves. It was just sleeves was that we sleeve, just wrote yeah. on it and shit like that, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, after that, during actually during the recording of that album is when I began to write solo. Yeah. Because it was during that, us doing that album, you slid to me a beat, and I was going through some turmoil. Uh-huh. <laughs> in my life and you had slid me a beat I was like dude I need something man I, I was just I think I was either we were at school at Contra Costa or um yeah it was Contra Costa or, or I was at your house one day and I was like man I, I just you know I just need to keep writing dude I need to focus and then you were like here I'll give you this this beat right to it and see what you come up with and it was the suitcase of illusions yeah 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 it was a, a sample from Os Mutantes yeah and I still remember I still remember right cause that was like the first song I ever wrote by myself uh, no I lie it was that one with Buku uh, when he took us to Set's house yeah and yeah, then yeah. I put up any obstacle and ran through it um yeah. Turned to earth soil <laughs> yeah, into yeah, nutritional yeah. fluid. Yeah, I still, that's the only that's the only lines I remember for that stupid song. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, God, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, but so then I wrote that song in the dining room of the apartment that I had with the females with at that time. Uh, yeah, and she was like yelling at me the whole time I was writing it. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, because I was going, I made a horrible decision um, at that time. 
it was just a bad way of handling it, being very immature and not Young. knowing how to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so I was writing that song, and then I'm like, dude, like, I got a lot more things to say. So while we were progressing and doing the Melodic Giants and pushing that out and trying to do that, uh, you were helping me create my first album uh-huh. uh, with along with Tito, because Tito was making beats at that time too. Yeah, he was, he also had an MPC. Yeah, was so a- it was two MPCs on the block. Yeah, that's that was huge. That was huge. Yeah, when we had got- two MPCs on the block. And then Hugo was also rapping. Yeah. And then Hugo Monster. Hugo Monster, who's a part of our crew, and he'll come on here every so often to uh, not say shit. Uh, but Hugo Monster, um, at that time, what was he 18, 16, 17? I think so. Something like He was long, younger than us. Yeah, yeah. And, but he was already like, he was, how can I say it? he had the foundation to be able to do storytelling. Like he was able to put way more words and stories together and actually have a beginning and an end together. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until, you know, as he grew up, he began to be able to do more song structures and shit like that. And same as me, like, you know, it took me a while to figure anything out. You can hear. Oh yeah. You can hear like, uh, these albums that we put out yes on your on your band camp yeah the, the band Pavo, camp yeah the Pavo the uh, Hugo Monsters yep and then you can hear all the early stuff that we did because we don't take it down I didn't no. take it down I, and some only, people some people they don't like putting shit out yeah if it's not good yeah but I, I think I like that that shit where you put out stuff and you can see the growth yeah you know what I mean because you were there at that time yeah that's how I mean, good you were at yeah, that time at that time we tried the the best that we could do exactly um, but as you went along with the NPC it finally just like what drove you to Ableton I don't remember that again move. Buku because uh, he uh, I was working on the NPC mm-hmm. and then sampling was uh it was i got tired of just sampling right yeah. so i wanted to also add music like because yeah. i also play guitar and other mm-hmm. shit so i was like i want to lay shit on top of that yeah so using sampling as a foundation and then building on top of that and not you know um and i remember using cubase and cubase having the vsts and all that so i started doing that and Buku, I did that for we did that for a long time. I think what, how many albums did we do on that? On the Cubase, it was a bunch Cubase. of Cubase. We did, we did, um, we did uh, till the break of dawn. We did uh, check one. Yeah, I think check one was the last one. Yeah, it was. Or was beta base the last one? Yeah. It was. Beta Bass was the last one. Yeah, Beta Bass was the last one. Yeah. Because I remember. Um, we couldn't pull the instrumentals from it. Yeah. yeah. And I was having trouble, yeah. you know. And then I, we built. We Remember, we built computers. Yeah, built well, not com- us, but. Yeah. Gooch. Uh, yeah. Gooch well, some other computer, producers yeah. that we knew yeah. were building, uh, uh, build computers for yeah. us. And he built a computer, and I wanted it. 
a certain way where I could take out the hard drive and put yeah. another hard drive in and all that stuff. And um, yeah, and that was just a headache. The yeah. computer was crashing. And then it wasn't until when my, my wife and my mom yeah. hooked up with this computer, yeah. the Mac. And I remember uh, Buku telling me about Ableton because mm-hmm. that's what Dell was working he on. He was on that, Del, yeah. Yeah, Dell was like, and he was managing Dell at the time. And I remember him saying, Dell's work uses this thing called Ableton. It's a game changer. Yeah. And like, for real? He goes, man, once you use this, your NPC is going to collect dust. You could do everything on it. And I was wow. like, really? All right. And he's like, when you get a, a, a Mac, I'll hook it up. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And once I got that Mac, I hit him up. Hey, yo, I got the Mac. He's yeah. Like, Bring it over. So he brought it over, started putting everything on. I think it was Ableton 8, yeah. right? And then I just started, he kind of gave me like a tutorial. And then I was like, all right. It was kind of weird at first because I, I was kind of used, used to Cubase because I was already using Cubase, right? And then then my, my MPC started fucking up with the buttons. Yeah. And now I wasn't able to access things to it and... And, you know, that was good because then I started focusing on Ableton. Yeah. And um, and from there, you've been on Ableton. Yeah, from then, Ableton is the shit. Yeah. And, I mean, I probably even haven't even scratched the surface yeah. on how to do shit correctly, you know? Because I do, you know, I push it together pretty yeah. much the same way I did before. Just sample, lay out the sample, and then build on top of that. Yeah. Like, if I'm either playing some shit or, or taking sounds, but I like how Ableton... You could really dig into sounds and yeah. and manipulate them, you know, and that shit's dope. dope. But this new NPC that I saw, just <sighs> I was like, yo, that would that's be dope. Let's not let's yeah. not, not get into new products that just yet. That shit's a fucking that's that shit's a fucking uh, how do you call it luxury? Uh, <laughs> not even a luxury. It's it's one of those things where it's an addiction, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it could sure. become an addiction. So we'll get into rabbit holes later today. Um, and that's it, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, once you got on the Ableton, you started, you know, really digging in there and coming out with some ill beats. Like, I think the first couple Ableton beats you were doing for me, was it the, what was the album after? Aperitif. Was the Aperitif was the first albums? I think so. No. It was before Aperitif. The Beta Bass? Yeah, I think Beta Bass. Beta Bass had some too, huh? Did Beta Bass have beats already from Ableton? I think it was transitioning. I was. Okay. I think so. I, I can't remember. Yeah, me neither. I can't remember. I can't remember. If I look at the songs, I'd be able to figure I it know, out. No, I have to look at it. Because them, what it was, the Till the Break. What are we missing? Alpha Delta was NPC. Yeah. And no, then, I think Aperitif was like the, the... The very first ones? Like all Ableton. The mixing and everything. And oh, that was the other thing. Okay. Learning about... Mixing, yeah. Mixing vocals and all that shit. fucking hard. Yeah. That was one of the that toughest That was always a complaint things. that yeah. people always gave us. Like, you can't hear your voices. It yeah. sounds too low. The beats are cool. It definitely was de- definitely was too low at that time, and I think that's what the hard part was trying to figure out how to track everything out correctly yeah. and how to get the vocals just right. And I think as soon as we did the Check One album, which was pretty much yeah, the Check One and the Beta Bass were like the two last NPC albums. Yeah, that we yeah. Did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the last two, and that was like what two thousand six, two thousand seven. 
Yeah, I think so. Something along those lines. Yeah. 2007, yeah, something along 2000, yeah, 2007, 2008, something like that. And then we started getting into the Ableton. Yeah. And then uh, there was like a good hiatus there. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I pretty much like, I went to sleep for like two, three years. I think I was like just getting drunk all the time. Yeah, I think I was. I, I yeah, think I was. I think I was drinking pretty heavily at that time. And yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I uh, think we were. Yeah, but then we did a aperitif. Then we did aperitif. That was a more jazzier album. Yeah. Then then. Damn, is there one before that? I I, I want to say yes. You gotta look at. I gotta the look at this. I think you did. Uh, give me a second. Are you count, counting the the? Um, the one where you took all the all the other songs and just no, put it together? No, no, that was that was recently. Hmm. That was recently. Give me a second. Give me a second. South of Delta. Me Give me a second. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. More releases. There we go. No, yeah, Beta Bass came out. I uploaded Beta Bass in 2011. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we stopped at... Well... Just because that was uploaded doesn't mean that's when it was released. Yeah, yeah You yeah. know what I mean? Because it says Alpha Delta was uh, uploaded in uh, 2008, which I don't think it was. I think Alpha Delta was... Wow. No, you made... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh-huh. It was the Break of Dawn. was Till the Break of Dawn was 05. Alpha Delta was 08. Because that's when I started in 08 when I really started doing shows. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Okay, and then by 2010 is when Hugo started doing shows with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So from 05 to 08, I think we were just trying to record. We were trying to figure out how to record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty much what the fuck we was doing. It's just stupid. Yeah, and then it was uh, Hail Omega, Hail Omega. Hail Omega. That's the one. That's the first one I started yeah. doing on Hail Omega. Ableton. Yeah. That's when we started doing Ray Guns on yeah, and on. Yeah, 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 Keep yeah. your head. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Coin yeah. Operated Girl, is that it? Uh, no, 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 that's, 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 that's uh, yeah. No, that's uh, Alpha Delta. Alpha Delta. Yeah, that's also NPC. Yeah, Hail Omega. Hail Omega in 2014 and then Aperitif in uh, 2016. Yeah. So yeah, so that's okay. pretty like pretty you know, shit. that's a lot of stuff that we've been doing there. Um uh, you know, as you hear that we we do music for a very long time and just getting things rocking and rolling. Um but you know, to talk about when I started doing um you know, beat programming and whatnot. I think that the first time I started so wait, before looping, that yeah, because we started doing this podcast too. Yeah, we started doing so Soul doing, by the Pound in twenty twelve. Yeah, so yeah. we started doing that. Yeah. And then as it progressed, we in 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 Soul the Pound we used to uh, first we were just shooting the shit, yeah. then we would shoot the shit, and then we were reviewing classic hip hop. Yeah, albums. classic hip hop albums. And then yeah. um, we stopped doing that, but then you started getting into production. Yeah, yeah, and that was all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so was, I think the, the that was what a year ago. No, you're two years. No, ago. dude, that you know I was tripping about it. This shit was three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, dude, because I was still at the other house. That's right. I was still at the other house. I thought about it because uh, Will. Okay, went, yeah, what, what made you think? What made you go into to beat producing? To do to to start looping shit. Uh, you were busy. 
That's true. You were busy. <laughs> you were busy. And then I'm like, damn. It man. got harder to yeah. just do shit. Yeah. And then I was, and this was like, damn. And I was, I was hungry and yeah. I needed to do something um, extra. And I'm like, okay, okay. I can't, I can't just sit back and wait. Yeah. No. So I got to keep going. And so. Um, and then mixing would take me so long. I mean, that takes everybody fucking long. It's not I was also easy. working on Hugo's. Yeah, you were doing... That's another thing, too. Yeah. Hugo started picking up yeah. the juices and started really going off and started building his own fan base. No. Um, and so then I was like, okay, Carlos is going to be... Or, or Charlie, excuse me. Charlie's going to be way more... <laughs> Uh, and you know, busy because yeah. he got family. He's doing beats for Hugo. He's you know he's doing beats for me, and he's gonna start doing beat tapes. So we gotta figure out balance here. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, let me let me try to uh, take on some of this looping shit because in reality, you know, all I wanted to do was to loop. Mm -hmm. I think the very first song I looped was. Um, on the I think it was on the Aperitif it album. was on the Aperitif album it was the song and it, you, you're on with Hugo we did one with Hugo so we did Hologram with Hugo yeah and then you were, and then you looped the drum and I did uh, was it real mm. I'll tell you right now it was the was it this one is it plugged in you're not plugged in? No, no. Yeah. yeah. So this was the first one I had looped. Yeah, yeah. Plug it in. Right there in front of you. Yeah, so this was like the first one I looped, and it was two drum loops, uh, two two loops. I just layered on using Ableton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I figured out that that shit is hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, God damn, this oh, yeah, shit yeah, yeah, is fucking hard. I remember you calling me, telling me. Yeah, so, okay, so then also the wife started working graveyard. Uh-huh. So I couldn't just leave the house. I had just had the little one. Yeah. And the little one was... You know, like little ones do, take uh, up hella fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the wife would go off to work, and at this t at this time, when she was what? So it was like five years ago. Mm -hmm. Holy shit! Yeah. So she's five. So I didn't. I picked up the beat machine when she was two. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Around there, when she was two. So. Um, and you bought the machine. I bought the machine. I bought Native Instrument Machine, and. Um, that took me a long time to come to that decision. Yeah. It took me a fucking very long time to come to that. Um, if it wasn't for it being on a super half discount on Craigslist, I think I probably would have ended up with the Renaissance. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad it worked out because the Renaissance and all those early Akai yeah, they're, um, they're things not. are just are just go not gone pretty yeah, much. They yeah. don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, it would have forced me to get whatever the Akai came into later. Um, yeah, because they had to catch up. Akai. They had to catch up quick. And now, now they're equal playing yeah. form now. They're, they're doing pretty solid now. Um, but yeah, it was... 
So yes, it was that was another thing. So I was at home feeling fucking hella inadequate. Like I wasn't hit, I wasn't the, doing shit, dude. I was depressed. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I was, was fucking depressed. I was yeah. like, fuck, man. Like uh, that's the time when Hugo was hella busy and Hugo was like fucking doing hella shows and I'm like, fuck, dude. You're I'm just, just at home. I'm just at home fucking over yeah. here, fucking. I think my back was gone. Like I had lost my, my back. Yeah, was you, that was like up you too. had like your left right yeah, leg was dude. numb. Yeah, dude. And I was like, and I was fuck, telling you, man. Hey, I was like, why don't you kick the uh, kick those like <laughs> kick things? <laughs> I was like, you should just be kicking like things. fucking like uh, tongue power. What's that <laughs> yeah. fucking name? You should kick poles. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. Uh, so then I was like, damn, dude, man. I, I what am I doing? So then that's when I started digging into some fucking. Okay, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna do that. And this is what I'm gonna do. And so in the realities of it, though, I don't, you know, because, you know, we meet we meet other producers. Yeah. We hear what other producers do. And you work with other cats, too. Yeah. At that Now I work with more. Um, yeah. It but took I mean, me a you, long time to get out of my shell, but. You did some with Noah, right? Noah Boa? Yeah, I did some with Noah. Um, um, yeah, Noah Boa. What's his name? Uh, who else? The Real World? Oh yeah, the real we yeah Hugo and me did a song with the real world that Tiramisu track yeah that Tyler, was cool Tyler uh yeah did like a couple of songs with Tyler yeah we went to his house and recorded one and then he sent me one and then um, the one with the banjo yeah the one with the banjo and then uh, yeah he sent me one that was that was unique I, I you know what a lot of the times though a lot of that was just I guess just just waiting. Uh-huh. A lot of that time was just time killing and just yeah, waiting yeah, yeah. for us to link up again, and we yeah. did, um, we did for the Aperitif album. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we linked up again. That's when we started get we started really getting out there at that time. Yeah, you know, because we like you and me, our style is just out there. Yeah, it, that one was probably never, my favorite one I did. Yeah, we never been boom bap. Uh-huh. You know, we've never been any type of traditional hip hop. We've always been kind of almost little little cinematic little theatrical you know we like long pauses we like awkward pl- you know awkward yeah. uh starts we yeah, yeah. you know just just doing weird things we were okay with mistakes yeah um and i think that's now and this is what I'm, we're going to get into later after this little history run through is that you know i don't know if now like I feel a little too structured now. You think so? I think I'm getting a little too structured. And it's weird. I'm feeling a lot more where, I don't know, not like... like, I don't uh, know if it's OCD, though. mm. So I'll give you an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example what I mean by that. So I could be putting in some drums. Like, I don't know if it's the screen making me do it. I've been meaning to talk to this about with some people. Uh So when I loop or when I make a sample, I'm looking at a four bar measure on the screen. Okay. Now for me, my, my, my fucking things, I like to be neat. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll loop it. And it better fall on the one bar Mm -hmm. and it better fall on the fucking, on the second bar. You know what I mean? Real clean. Yeah. I don't like it being off. 
Yeah. I don't like the 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 the, the knots on the the on the you know the markings on the time markers. I don't like any of that to be off center or off time. Right now, I'm struggling making sure that I could leave it off and walk away from it, being okay with the sound. See, I'm having like the problem where I am trying to. So make it's like a sound. grid. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, when I'm seeing, I'm off now. Yeah, like the stuff that I'm making. It, it, half of the time I'm wasting time putting that shit in in time yeah because I'm like more in my head now where drum programming like um, like programming the drums where yeah I want to get more creative with yeah, it I yeah, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. and then also sound has become more important to me yeah where before it was like uh, oh it's good enough yeah you know where now it's like it's too clean or it's I want you know a certain um, instrument I'm 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 focusing more now on instruments you know like I like certain instruments and I want to play with them and it's like I like I kind of like want to like do more live shit now you know like I've been experimenting with just recording yeah, I got, so you got, I got the a, pedals out yeah so, I, the back. so That's my cool. brother hooked it up for Christmas hooked it up with a lap steel yeah and so a lap steel guitar it's different yeah it's like ship country and Hawaiian slacky and blue delta blues players yeah. play it's a whole different thing a different instrument yeah so I've been reading up about that in learning the tuning and just learning the technique to okay. just cause you don't press on it yeah you slide you this slide bar okay on it right and so I've been plugging that in and playing yeah. with it so just trying to harvest sounds like sounds that I'm making yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and and then putting them on top of samples or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you know but I don't know it just it doesn't sound right to me yet not yet no yeah. it'll you'll you'll you find know, like, what, what you you'll find what you're looking for and then but you know the problem also is that I find myself doing the the same thing I do <laughs> that I'm like I always take that route where it's an octave high and an mm-hmm. octave low. I know what you mean. You I know? know what you mean for the chord change. Yeah, I, and so and so that and that's and I think that's where a lot of problems come up, and we'll run into that, you know, because mainly then, this podcast is going to be about a music discussion, so yeah. it may not okay, be so, for everybody. So <laughs> to be honest what with you, the point of this podcast is yeah. now that you have a brief history since Pablo here started doing beats. And and they they got really really good. On the last podcast, I, we su- I suggested, hey, how about you know I shoot you a sample mm-hmm. and you shoot me a sample, and then we uh, make it you know work. Yeah. We make it slap or whatever the fuck. Yeah. We flip it. Do our best with it. Yeah. The sample has to be something either we hate. Yes. Or a challenge. It's something. To make it sound different, yeah, you know, or it could be anything. It could just be a sample, which was great, yeah. and, and and it changed the whole dynamic of the podcast. It did, and people were actually sending us yeah, samples in more to participate in it. And so you know, we would go into these rants. First, we would touch base with each other because we haven't yeah. seen each other. Like it's pretty much you're you're like ear hustling a conversation between two people that have been knowing yes. each other for a long time and are in love with music. Yeah, and. You know, so we would catch up with each other 
you know, and then we talk about music shit that we listen to or movies that inspire us because, you know, in reality, movies do inspire a lot of musicians. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. You know, I was I was going down a rabbit hole of the sci fi books that Jimi Hendrix used to read yeah. all the time, you know, and in 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 the movies he liked, you know, and so I think that's important. I mean, you could you could even start a podcast alone on what movies and rap have in common oh, or yeah. how much they take from rap from movies oh you know? I, that, without I mean, a doubt Scarface will probably come up number one yeah yeah, yeah without a doubt without a doubt so so that's kind of what inspired us to transition from the old podcast So by the Pound to the now Beat Exchange podcast yeah. that you have here yeah. is that in hopes that we just keep it more focused on the music aspect and yes we may lose some people that are not interested in this. Yeah, that and are for not, the beat community. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, to you, I do apologize that we're not, uh, you know, you know, doing what we usually do, whether talking politics or cryptozoology or whatever the fuck we used to rant about. It might slip in, though. It might come into every once in a while because that's naturally what the conversation progresses and does. Uh, but... You know, this is more music based and it's not just hip hop music or oh, yeah, beat producing or, or anything like that. It's just the appreciation of the arts of creating a sound and cultivating a sound, whether original or replicating and using a sample as your inspiration to create a sound. Um, and that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So this is the Beat Exchange Podcast, and I hope you fucking join us from here into the future when it comes to um, when it comes to that. So, oh, and, and also uh, what we do also uh, that we're gonna carry. So these Beat Exchange that we oh, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we once we do like I say what ten. 10 or whatever yeah whatever yeah once we do 10 of them we're gonna package that up yeah. so you guys could uh download it yeah and listen to it yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll probably just create a new band camp or something something like that, like that. yeah so, yeah, uh, just so you could, yeah, yeah soundcloud something like that we'll put it up there somewhere mm-hmm. in any where you get just access to yeah. it and just listen to it yeah yeah we'll sell probably soundcloud probably be best mm-hmm it's easier to do that way but you have to get that fucking pro account anyways so what we'll do right now we'll pause right here and when we get back we'll listen to we'll talk about things that we've uh listened to in the uh and things that you know maybe some tunes or movies that we've tuned into and then after that we'll get into the uh beat exchange portion of the show are we featuring uh also um uh other producers yeah we yeah, we'll be spotlighting so, other producers yeah, yeah for like, sure so like we'll are we playing oh you know right what now? do i have one maybe i do have an album because I, I have random stuff in my phone right yeah now. We'll, we'll play producers you know because there's a, a beat there's fucking so, there's many, so many no i don't have anything right now but yes what we'll do is we'll start off by playing something off of the commence album Oh, Charlie Chingis will play something <laughs> off the Commence album. Oh, okay. We'll have two pauses, man. Okay. Don't, don't even trip. We'll, we'll play somebody else in the next one. So we'll play. I'll pick a track out. Okay, you pick a I'll track. load it right here. And then, uh, d- yeah, don't even trip.
about something we either uh, watched or uh, new music that you've been listening to oh I went to go see 1917 how was that it's dope I heard it was dope it's dope and then this is they talk about that this might be the best one oh, movie listen dude over for, Private Ryan no 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 okay Private Ryan I'll give you I'll tell you this Private Ryan had um, no it, that was great too but it's a different war Right, it's a totally different war. Yeah, where this World War One, the trench shit, they don't they don't even talk about it because Hitler takes all the fucking, you yeah. know. This is World War One, right? Yeah, this is yeah, World okay. War One, dude. Uh-huh. And it's it's crazy, dude. I'm watching this shit, and this is the, we went to go see it, and then the whole shit with Iran was happening. <laughs> that's you know, right. so I'm thinking there's gonna be World War Three and <laughs> shit. Right, I'm watching right, this show. Right, I was like, right. damn. I'm like, man. Oh fuck, dude! War is crazy, right? It is crazy, but the movie is great. The movie is great. Okay, it's it's nonstop. The way they shot it, it's nonstop. You're there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's nonstop, like um, these you're just following the two guys. Watch it, man. It's and been the a shit while they're just going through. War movie. Yeah. I've been wanting, you know, I've been wanting to pick up Band of Brothers. I oh, yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. watch that, so yeah, I yeah. might give that a shot. But Saving Private Ryan, though, that's the one. Yeah, that that's one, one is legit. Yeah. And then when I when they had like uh, I think on the Discovery Channel or something, they had like uh, real vets watch that shit, and they were like, "Yeah, that shit when they get off the boat, and uh, the Nazis spooky, are shooting, was, that was real. <laughs> that felt. He was like, it put me right back to, and and this movie right here like the whole the trenches and shit yeah, yeah. that shit is crazy I need to dude. watch that shit that shit is crazy is it worth it going to the theater or what it's, you should go watch it at the theater uh, and then we went to go see it, it was, I don't think the wifey likes war movies though I need to ask her my wife I need to ask her did she go yeah she went she was, yeah. she was it was all the way cause it's not it's, I need to ask her it's not her. all like the political yeah, 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 yeah it's just yeah. one objective get to the other side and get, get to get here to get a message and you see them get try to get through there yeah and 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 you know the way they have shit you know mm-hmm. and the trenches is just fucking crazy and then like and if, and if you like read up on history yeah. that happened in world war one um i listen to this podcast called uh hardcore history yeah and he goes into details about certain wars that happened and yeah. shit and when he was like talking about when they first introduced that mustard gas shit yeah that was that first world war 
that Fritz Haber oh, invented that okay, shit. Okay, okay, okay. And okay. um, yeah, mustard gas is bad. Oh yeah, that shit. I didn't know it Did makes they you kill just like Randy people with that shit. Then fucking Saddam, who, Saddam is Hussein. Is Yeah, Saddam Hussein dropped hella shit on his fucking oh, yeah. the enemy tribes of what he viewed as the enemy tribe. Yeah, just fucking well, wiped courage, out a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking eyes bleed out and shit. Yeah, you just choke yeah. on your own the fluids. Insides, yeah. Oh, so so bad. Yeah, oh. so fucking bad. Yeah, and so this didn't have that in it, but you know, just learning about how you know the bombs fell on on certain what they used to call the no man's land, yeah. and some of them was so deep that you would take cover in them and you could never get out of them. Can you imagine that? Just like a bomb exploded in that thing yeah, maybe a week a ago. Crater. Made a crater. The Germans are coming. You jump in that shit and then you're in there with floating bodies and it's deep as fuck <sighs> and you can't get out of it because all of it is just muddy <sighs> and wet and miserable. And this is oh what you see there. God. Just rats and shit and dead bodies just everywhere. Like They're, fucking deer hunter when they had them submerged in that water. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had him underneath. Oh, the yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. that's so bad. Dude. Yeah, because your your skin starts falling off. Oh, oh, because of the just just the water. Yeah, huh? you just oh, that's so happening. bad. That's so fucking bad. Yeah, that's a good movie. All right, I don't need to peep that yeah, out for peep sure. Peep that shit out. I'm gonna peep that shit out. I've been um, and I say in the theaters because yeah, it's loud. It's loud. Yeah, you they know? got the sound system. Um, I've been just I haven't went to the theater to watch anything, but. I've been at home watching a lot, and uh, I mean, like, if you're curious, follow me on the Letterbox at Pavo Music is on Letterbox, and then I log What's Letterbox? I, I, I uh, let letter, not litter. No, that's what I said. Oh, okay. Letterbox. Letterbox is where I log movies, and you can log all your movies, and you just give it a quick little rating and so and so, so all your peoples know if it's a cool movie or not. Oh. So I log hella movies like this where, you know, the fanatic with um, John Travolta, uh, John Travolta, uh -huh. um, like that was cool. That's a Fred Durst movie. Fred Durst, Fred Durst directed that movie. Oh yeah, you were telling yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. a solid movie. It's a solid movie. I think I think the two I revisited Mad Max Fury Road. During okay. the holidays, I think on Christmas I watched it. Which was, was that one? On New Year's, New Year's, the uh, the Mad the Max joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the one with the uh huh. What was your name? Uh, yeah, Charlize. Charlize. Yeah. What was you called in that movie again? I forgot. Roadrunner. No, no it was something like. <laughs> I don't know, but it was so, it was so dope. Yeah, that movie's great. So fucking. I heard dope. people complaining about it because no, of, no complaints. I was like, because it was too much of Charlize. It was it was more. Her movie, didn't yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I it was great. That's fucking fine. It was so dope. Uh, there were some parts where I was like, "All right, this is." I don't know why that guy is playing a guitar. Yeah. You but know, yeah, yeah, for yeah. like the yeah. same three chords over and over. Like, why are they playing drums so fucking loud? But after a while, it didn't really matter because everything makes, else. It kind of makes sense though, because I mean, like, just war drums. Yeah, you think of like the bugler kid. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, just making an announcement, causing yeah, fear. Would, yeah, they would like uh, bugle. Who would be scared of a fucking bugle? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> bugle boys. Uh, you used to wear those jeans, didn't you? Bugle jeans. Yeah, bugle boy jeans. No. Are those Bugle Boys? 
You don't remember those commercials? No, 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 no. Oh, shit. I don't remember that. Uh, Gemini Man, that sucked. Gemini Man. The one with Will Smith. Oh. When he's young and old at the same time. Yeah. It's very soft. It's an action movie for children. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay to watch, but it just is disturbing. I tell you, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I gotta Watch remember that. that. I think the two most that I'm gonna just talk, no, three most, three movies that I'm definitely gonna recommend. Uh-huh. Okay. One from 1976. It's uh, The Little Girl Who Lived Down the Lane. Mm. It's a very young Jodie Foster Ooh. and Martin Sheen. Okay. And it's a How little- How old is she in that? She was like maybe 16 okay. maybe 16 maybe 18 she shows her ass wow she, she, she gets naked in it so that's weird not front though not front just back so it might have been somebody else you know you don't you can't tell yeah but the the her being 16 and she, is she playing so she must have been 18 more than okay. likely she was 18 she was just small yeah Um. so it's about a little girl who lives in this very small town by herself well they don't tell you it's by herself uh, till later on in the movie. Uh-huh. But she's just a quirky girl who's very smart, who doesn't go to school, but she lives in this very small community and these people are very fucking nosy. And then she meets up with Martin Sheen, uh, Charlie Sheen's dad. Uh-huh. And she meets up with Martin Sheen and he's like the local perv. He's young in the movie, but he's like constantly making advances towards her. Mm-hmm. And and he has a reputation for going after young girls. Yeah. And so uh Martin Sheen's mom, who owns the house that Jodie Foster is living in, she's like a fucking Cruella DeVille bitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Old school, has an old school Bentley, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just pulls up real mean. Um and wants to keep meeting Jodie Foster's dad, who's a poet. And mm. she's like trying to fuck, pretty much is what she's trying to do. So the whole movie deals with that and how Jodie Foster um, is trying to keep all these nosy town people away from her. Mm. But it's one of those stories that they, they don't write movies like that anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's so it was so dope and the music was so sick. Was it? The music was so was fucking ill from the set, late 70s. Late 70s. Late 70s, so good. Um, was like Lolita, did you ever watch that? Uh, the, so they did one in the 60s, correct? Mm. They had one black and white and then they redid one in the 90s, I think. Yeah, I think I watched that one. Uh, so I didn't watch the one in the 90s. I need to watch it. Should I watch it? I don't it? remember it. I okay. remember, I just remember this dude was like was that a older. David, that wasn't a David Lynch movie, was it? No, it was a book. It was I like know a French it was a book. book that you know had to yeah. deal with like yeah, just young relationship, like a dude. Yeah, yeah, I guess just fell in pedoph- love. Yeah, pedophile and shit. I don't think it was a pedophile. I think it was a consenting relationship. It just was seen as taboo. Yeah, but she was like, I don't know. She I, okay. She this young. is what I remember. Her parents get killed in a car accident, mm-hmm. and he just takes her. Mm. And they go, you know, drive around. Yeah, and shit. okay, I understand that story. And then, yeah. but then it turns out that she was uh, someone was following her, uh, following them. I don't know. It was weird. Right, I need to watch. Yeah, it's, I gotta watch it again. But I remember it, people were saying that. that I know it there's was a weird. black and white one. I think too. But I was thinking like back in the, I mean Elvis. Mm-hmm. 
His wife was hella young. The Presley lady? Yeah. She was like 16 when they got married before yeah. he went to war, I think. And so was Jerry Lewis. The, the piano player. Great Walls of Fire, yeah. right? His yeah, cousin, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, he was a little grosser, though. So another uh, two last movies I'm gonna talk about. One, and R. Kelly. Don't forget about R. Velocipaster. Velocipaster. <laughs> sounds hilarious. So it is a uh, pastor who is questioning his faith mm-hmm. in the Catholic religion. Okay. And he ends up uh, leaving and going to China. And when he's in China, he runs into a lady who's on the run from these ninjas. Oh, okay. And she's hiding a ancient uh, dragon, uh, a dragon claw. Okay. Which uh, the pastor grabs and, be- and cuts himself. So he doesn't realize that he's embodying the power of the dragon claw. Mm. And so it's not till later when the ninjas attack where he discovers that within these powers, he's able to become a raptor. You could just transform to one? He could transform into a raptor. Okay. Yeah. Very fun. <laughs> Hour long movie. It sounds, yeah. It's on Tubi. Okay. It's on Tubi. If, like, if, most of these movies that I'm going to talk about are on Tubi. Uh, the very last one is called Close Calls. This is a 2017, 2018. I think it was, might be considered... Tw- yeah, I think it was like 2017 movie. Close Calls. The only thing I'm going to say about this movie... It's on free on Tubi. Close Calls. The only thing I'm going to say about this movie is uh. please, don't watch this with the wife around. Okay. Oh, no girlfriend around. Really? Because What's the girl the that's on the screen... There's only one girl on the screen the uh-huh. whole movie. And she... Very talented. <laughs> I mean, the whole movie, uh-huh. she's in bra and panties. Okay. And, uh, yeah. It is the f- best thing that I've seen just because of her. Okay. Like, it is yeah, yeah. very It sounds like nice. you can get in trouble. She'll be constantly checking if you have a, uh, a chub. Oh, I yeah, definite erection <laughs> status. Yeah, you definitely don't want to watch it. Like, if you show this to your boys... They're not getting up. <laughs> they are not getting up. That is definitely some jerk off material. Okay, I gotta see that. Then. Close calls. Music wise, though, um, what have you been listening to? Like, what have you been Music enjoying? Because you've had a whole month and a half. Oh yeah, I've been watching a lot of shows. That's it. Like, like live performance. No, shows? no, no, no. Like I've been watching a lot of like um, that like series. Okay, I've been catching up on just series. Okay, and just. Pick one and I just watch it. There you go. And I finished watching this one called Reprisal. Uh-huh. That one's good. It's like a revenge story. Okay. It's this one, uh, it's about this chick and her her family down south. And apparently down south they had, I think it takes place in the 60s, I think. I'm not sure. But they had, um, or the 70s, they had, um, it's kind of like the mafia pretty much. They're just collecting you know, they got power somehow, drugs or whatever the fuck, right? And they, and it's a gang of kind of like greasers. Yeah. And there's a gang of bikers and shit. And this one gang has control. And there's some type of something happened, an event happened that the sister doesn't agree with. Yeah. And the brother decides to chain her up and drag her 
to kill her pretty oh, okay. much. And they find out that she wasn't dead. Okay. And but then she comes back and what she's trying to do is get revenge. It's a revenge story. It's really good. Huh. It's good. Appraisal. Where's that at? Hulu. Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu. I don't what have else? Hulu. Uh Mandalorian. Let me watch Oh, how's that? that? It's good. All the little it's good. fucking nerd. All the kids love it. All the nerd fucking Even my daughter, dude. She's too really? she watches it. And she because of baby Yoda. Oh okay. And and she wants to I'm but never she likes watch it. This shit. Okay. And it's 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 to me it's Shogun Assassins. Okay. PG. Okay. It's and an offshoot story. It has nothing. It is. To do it has with nothing to do story. with Jedi's. Uh-huh. It does some. It has something to do with with the troops and shit like the. Okay. It has to do with them. Like the creation they, of the troops. Well, they already lost. Okay. Okay, so they're trying to get a hold. Because he's a bounty hunter, right. and he comes from these people called the Mandalorians, okay. and they're like, they're like just samurais, dude. They're just okay. basically future samurais, and they, uh, they, you know, you if you read like those, like the, like the Japanese, mm-hmm. um, the the book on uh, what's his name, Musashi, yeah. or the Book of Hidden uh, Rings, mm-hmm. or the no, the Book of Hidden Leaves. You read that, and you can see where they get a lot of their like. Dialoguing yeah, yeah. the whole code of the samurai yeah, shit, right? And so, yeah, it's basically that. But, but it's these good. are like mercenaries of sorts. He's like a yeah, he's like a bounty hunter. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a whole bounty hunter. There's a lot of things in there. Bill Burr's on the episode. And really? Shit. Yeah, he does great. Okay. You know, he does great. You see his face on there. I was like, oh shit, look at him. And I listened that's to him talk about right it. There. Yeah. He said he talked about. Yeah, that's a big Because he always talked shit about yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, I would too. And he was just saying like, just the, the fact that people take that shit too seriously. Yeah, I, like, I want nothing to do with Star Wars. Anymore. And then people are like, I shit, want nothing how to do with it. How they get offended. And shit, and it's like, dude, you're fucking forty, you know. That's like me getting offended over Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you know, like f- don't talk about Planet. Just don't. It's like I know what it is. I know what zombies are. Don't yeah. talk to me about and it. And you know, if you think about Star Wars at the time yeah. when it came out, it must have been. Oh, it was big time. Like just like Alien. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you, know? you talking about uh, Ripley? No, Alien Ripley. What? Is that what you're talking about? No, the Alien movie with yeah, the Alien with uh, coming up Sigourney the, Weaver. Yeah, 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 Ripley. Ripley. That's her oh. name. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I was like Ripley. I'm thinking about Ripley. Believe, believe it or, or not. not. Yeah. Um, oh God, I hate those books. What else did I watch? Mm. So a lot of watching, no listening. Yeah, I did listen to some stuff. I, you know, watching the Irishman. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a song on there. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was Joe Pesci. Uh-huh. And I was like, this shit's tight. Mm-hmm. What is it? And I thought it was Joe Pesci, but it wasn't. It was this other cat, and he's one of these crooner dudes. New, that, new age no, guy? No, dude. Uh, let me see if I can find him. Um, let me see. And uh, But, you know, watching, you know, fucking, you know, the Irishman. Yeah. The music on that shit. Yeah, they did a really good job because it's like they avoided all the cliché yeah, a, a majority they avoided the a majority of the cliche, you know, mob movies that you would hear from that era, you know. Yeah, okay. It's Johnny Ray. So I want to go listen to his shit. Good. Oh yeah. If you're sweetheart, mm. I thought it was Joe Pesci. Okay, because you know. 
Yeah, I was finding out that Joe Pesci. He was really. He's a guitar player. Really? Yeah, he's a guitar player. He did. He did one movie, right? And that's what got. He was in the the Mean Streets, right? Before Mean Streets. No, no, he wasn't on Mean Streets. He wasn't in Mean Streets. Yeah, Raging Bull. He was in Raging Bull, but before Raging Raging Bull, he was in a different movie with his other cat. Uh, if you see his face is Joe Pesci's very first movie he did that mm-hmm. and then his performance there got Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese interested ah, in him gotcha. and Mar- Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese always knew each other yeah, they're yeah, from yeah. the same neighborhood ah okay and uh and so they called him up to do Raging Bull uh-huh. you know and uh uh and he was working He was a manager At a yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. And so what he was doing He was trying to be an actor But then he was like He wanted to be a singer And yeah, shit Yeah yeah And um Yeah he was a guitar player Along with the guy from uh The Sopranos The guy that always comes out In the movies Okay you know on On uh Casino uh-huh. His main guy That Joe Pesci was At the end They oh, beat him with bats Yeah yeah Billy yeah, bats. yeah Billy Bats Billy yeah. Bats yeah So, so he's bats another is, musician He's a singer is he Yeah Yeah I've seen Billy Bats And they bats. did an album together Yeah and it's like a parody album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was more into music. And Joe Pesci did uh, an album mm. before he got famous. Hold oh, on, let me okay. find that. Uh, I remember the biggest thing that I think I've been listening to, because I've been recapping the whole year uh-huh. and just talking about it. Um, there, there really hasn't been shit that's come out since the beginning of the year. It really hasn't been shit. Uh-huh. At all, just 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 you know, beat tapes and instrumentals. Other than that, like Madlib dropped something I haven't heard it yet. Really? Um, yeah, he dropped something I, I haven't heard it just yet. Um, and goddamn, who else dropped something? Oh, Eminem. Oh, you know, oh, Eminem yeah. dropped a new album. Did you listen to that? I did listen to it, dude. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it's better than I've heard anything come from that motherfucker. Really? Because one, you can understand what he's talking about. This is your passion, by the way. That's not bad. Yeah. I want my life to be. He went by Little Joe. Very uh, Neil Diamond. Yeah, a little soul for yeah. Right? yeah, he does have a little soul to it. Huh? But what does it bring if I ain't got you? Ain't What's this, like 76? What, 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 what? Oh, when do a year yeah. was? But this, he was really into music though Like soul music All that shit So like the shit you see on The movies He's totally different Yeah like, Well I mean To be honest with you In the Irishman I think that's the best I've ever seen him Yeah Just yeah. how stoic he was And just like You know 
you usually see him as like the wow man, the the wow card, if you will. Just yeah. like you didn't know what he was doing, you couldn't predict him. He, but he was, here, he acted like a fucking boss, yeah, like a real yeah, deal boss. And I was like, dude, this is, you know, I, I have to rewatch the Irishman. I've only watched it once, but you Good. know, for the most part, I enjoyed some people a hate lot. It. I don't hate it. I hated some of the parts that just made no sense why they included it. Uh-huh. And I think I talked to you about the next day, the daughter whole scenario. Yeah. Um, I think they just try to show how I think they were trying to tie it with how he just at the end. Yeah. Old man by himself. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, <sighs> I guess they could have done that different ways, but mm. instead of they were just in- interjecting the daughter as a child, then they brought her in as an adult. But you know, so many things would happen in between that you you wouldn't care about that. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't care mm. about it. Yeah. So then I was like, man, this is just stupid. Why the fuck did he bringing this bitch up in here? Mm-hmm. Um. But other than that, I, I liked the whole other movie. I liked the interesting story. Or one another thing too, you know, this movie is, you know, it kind of helps to know about the background. Yeah. And so I want to I want to say like the, the the Irishman is really one of the only I want to say like uh, inside it, baseball, right. inside mafia, you have to know the players and before it's, you. Could really appreciate, too, yeah. yeah. It's very historical, yeah. Almost to a point where a casual person watching it, yeah, it would fly over their head. Because I was explaining shit to my wife. Yeah, there's way too many characters She's like, in what? there. Who's that? Yeah, way too many characters. What's that about? No, yeah, like, you. If it wasn't for that fucking podcast, I would yeah. have no idea mafia who podcast? half of these motherfuckers yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That podcast, I didn't understand why it was gonna pay dividends one day, but it paid dividends to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it wasn't for that podcast, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have appreciated that movie. Yeah, yeah. So I honestly think that this movie was made for people who like the history of the mafia. Yeah. It wasn't made to sensationalize it. Mm-hmm. It was made to just tell a historical event yeah. that involved the mafia. And that's the thing where, what what I took away from it is like, uh, how the U.S. government operates as well yeah. because, you know, it's not the first time in history that they use the mafia to yeah. get involved. Yeah, for they sure. They use them yeah, to yeah, yeah. get involved Or, in I shit. mean, just like how they use the fucking Taliban's yeah. back in the days to get what they want exactly. or the fucking cartels. So shit's or the... complicated. Yeah, yeah man, like, we never have. Yeah, if, if, you, if you look into on. things, you'll be like, yeah. what? Yeah, so so uh, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful story told through the eyes of uh, uh, De Niro's character yeah. and you get to learn certain things they they did let some things linger for too long that I didn't feel need to be lingered mm-hmm. there there was some things where they let you know Pacino and De Niro just just they didn't say cut you know what I mean oh, yeah. they let the you, characters you know go that, there was that one scene where um, the where Pacino and the other guy was that the English dude uh-huh. they were in jail uh huh and he's a great actor too. Yeah, the the What's guy from name? the snatch. Yeah, yeah. And he plays. Okay, if you watch that movie, remember I was telling you to go watch that movie Yardy. I didn't watch it yet. Okay, yeah, watch yeah, that movie yeah, Yardy. Yeah, yeah, he too, is okay. the villain. Okay. In Yardy. Yeah. And he has the whole patois, and he's you know talking this yeah. London shit. And but he's a real London oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, and um, 
that part where he gets up and knocks his ice cream yeah. out. Pacino didn't know he was going to do that <laughs> and really scared the shit out yeah. of him, you know? And uh, he just went for it. Then he, he was like, they, then they did that. They yelled, Oh, you it. watched a back? Yeah, I was watching uh, I didn't talk watch about that it. shit. I didn't yeah. watch that. It was like another hour there. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, I can't do this. I was just watching I was it. watching Aaron Hernandez documentary. How's that? So it was very confusing. It's four episode documentary about this cat, Aaron Hernandez, uh, who was a very popular football player in the in the mid two thousands, yeah, the mid teens yeah, or something yeah. like that. Twenty three years old and ends up getting convicted of uh, not only one murder, two murders. He no, he got convicted of one murder, but was accused of two of killing two other people. So the guy had a long rap sheet. Started off in Florida playing for the Florida Gators. And he was accused there of many fights, uh, never convicted. Okay, so he was accused. They interviewed him. They talked all this and that. But then the, the college university would sh- 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 pat it down because he was one of their best players. So with that, he was coming, you know, as he gained more popularity. By the way, there's a lot more to the story. Yeah, this yeah. is just one of it. The, the And I'll tell the just a quick run through of the story and how it led to him and just the main history. And then I'll tell you where the documentary went totally stupid. The So it, it followed the timeline of him being in college and committing small mis- crimes that a young person would do, which is over drink. Is he Cuban? Fight. No, he's Puerto Rican. Oh. I think he's like, yeah, I think he's like half Puerto Rican, half white or something like that. And then, um, so it was it was a lot of that. Like he would fight, get into problems, beat up people, and they would sweep it under the rug. So when he was going to be drafted, he already had a kind of like a bad reputation. Uh-huh. So the New England Patriots did some investigating because the NFL have PIs and everybody to when they're going to invest a lot of money into players. Um, they do these evaluations and they knew that he was a red flag player. Mm-hmm. So he went from possibly being one of the first round draft picks, which is where you get the most money. Mm-hmm. He you know, fell all the way down to like the fourth round. So that's that's huge. That's millions of dollars right there on the table that he didn't get. But it's all good. He joined one of the most elite teams in the NFL. Right. So as he gets there, he proves his thing. He continues on his pathward upwards and success in the NFL. And the, the very same year that they did um the very same year that they went to the Super Bowl and they won the Super Bowl, he that summer or that off season he was uh, rolling around with a dude with a known rap sheet, and he could. Uh, they were at a club, and supposedly somebody spilled a drink on him. Oh, the classic! The classic. You got it on my stewed, He stewed on it, and they oh, drove he stewed on it. Yeah, no, like, like, like I mean, like it brewed in him, yeah, like yeah, it yeah, festered, like... and he went. They went to the car. They drove off, and they seen the vehicle with the dudes in it. And supposedly, the story goes that Aaron Hernandez was a passenger, reached on over the, the, the driver's side seat and continued to shoot and killed two other people and injuring the third. 
They left them there in the street, drove off in their SUV, and they proceeded to go to the his auntie's house, uh, Aaron Hernandez's aunt's house, who is like his most trusted family member. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the whole time they're telling these stories, they're introducing just like how complicated his life was kind of where his parents were a little bit off his dad was very strict but very popular in the community um he was just a very uh a charismatic guy in the community um and you know they were at the same time they were uh throwing in some things of maybe possibly that he was homosexual but they weren't touching on it they were just throwing it in there so in the middle oh. of it, they were like, the, how they were throwing it in there because they'll throw in a random interview. By the way, sometimes he liked uh, no, fashion so, magazines. So what they, what they were saying is that, so they would throw in an interview with a lineman. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's it's hard. You know, sometimes you got to, they were throwing a lineman, like a 360 pound fucking linebacker or whatever the fuck. And he was talking about how complicated it was for him to be gay in the NFL. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, are they leading to something? Oh, so they're just kind of like they were, the whole time, the whole episodes, four episodes. So they were just throwing this. That's hilarious. They were throwing CTE, saying that he has brain damage. They were throwing, for sure. yeah, for sure that they they do prove gay that later. CTE, that's explosive it's combination. Gay, gay CTE <laughs> and possibly molested by his dad. Oh Jesus, that's a fucking cocktail of yeah of all kinds. That's like the world bukkake problems right there so it all you know the the the, to me i don't think the documentary was bad horribly but i do think that they were almost trying to give reason for this dude being a psycho because at the end you find out that the guy's a fucking psycho Uh and he killed himself right he, he ended up hanging himself um, and he hung himself because there was like a weird law in New England, in Massachusetts, uh-huh. that if you kill yourself, you're then able to get all the charges dropped and your family could pretty much collect oh, okay. monies. Mm. But, you know, the end of this conclusion was that the courts ended up, or the, the, the state, uh, Congress or whatever. Oh, the, the, fuck, the, the federal. The federal, whatever is there. They overturned that rule. They said this shit's too old. We're not dealing with that. And they upheld the conviction of him being guilty. So and the family, the family got fucked. Nothing. Family got nothing. So it's him and his daughter and whatever. I mean, they're the victims. Everybody's victims. He left sure. many victims. And then the person he murdered also. That's what I'm was, talking about. He left many, many victims. Is he it was like some relative or something like that. No, the dude he murdered was just some cat that he knew. Wait, uh, what am I confusing this with? Wasn't the sister his wife's sister's boyfriend that he They didn't even get into that part. But yes, I think you're right. It, they didn't even get into that. Because I saw a documentary and I was watching it and then I was like this is why, and what I took away from it, I was like, this is why you should <laughs> never bug your house, put cameras yeah. in your side yeah. of your house. Well, he he did all that because he was paranoid for his life because he had shot some dude in the face uh-huh. and that person didn't die. <laughs> and that dude called him the next day. See another idiot. He called him the next day with police saying with the police on the phone and he was saying to him, I'm not going to snitch on you type of shit. I'm going to just come get you. Oh. And that's when he put the cameras in and that's what created his paranoia state. I mean, the guy was trying to get himself traded. Anyways, 
if you have a couple hours to kill, Aaron Hernandez, it ain't bad, mm-hmm. but I think they were, I don't know what they were trying to do by interjecting all these things in the middle of it. The gay innuendo. The gay, the CTE, the molestation, the, 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 the party guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Supposedly the guy had a, a 80 year old brain at 23. Wow. Yeah, man. Something. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's what they were trying to get at was that. that yeah, well, that's It's some fucked up shit, man. 80-year-old brain. That's what they were saying. Wow. Like Junior Seau, they were bringing up Junior Seau and the same thing with him. Like he shot himself in the heart to preserve the brain because he wanted the family to have his brain studied. Was he Was he violent or was he just... Junior de- Seau? Uh-huh. No, Junior Seau was the opposite of just that. Just depressed. He was just depressed. Jeez. Yeah, so he was like mad depressed. And he played into old, like older for a uh, football player. That's he, crazy. Yeah, that. he played pretty high, pretty pretty high. So he was probably on some sort of you know anabolic, and some sort of you know whatever that they were using at that time, along with the trauma. It's just yeah, it's crazy that your brain just being shooken so hard. Yeah. In the liquid. Bouncing around in your yep. skull, bruised and deteriorates. Could just fuck with your whole emotional. Look what happens with babies. Yeah, you don't right? shake you know, babies. You, you shake a baby. Don't shake a baby. They get depressed. Yeah, they get depressed and they drink. And I'm they... going to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so uh, let's take this last break and then we'll come back and we'll start the uh, beat exchange segment. Sometimes I pray.
I thought I stopped it. Interesting. But so I reached out to that company because they had that cassette player that I was looking for. But it didn't do pass through. Okay. Meaning that it wasn't an effect pedal. Okay. Okay. So really what I was trying to do, my goal was to um, grab a sound like from the DAW. Okay. A complete song, pass it through there, and then uh, loop it back into the DAW so I could create re- that warble sound. You know what I mean? Like re uh, reamping. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Just just running through, just running through it, the cassette player like a filter, mm-hmm. and just run it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like saying that no, this cassette plate can't do that. But you know, you could do uh, get this cassette player that has a pass through and that could do it in real time because it has three heads and I guess the heads like the number of cassette heads matter right you know uh, it matters for playback or uh, recording you know what I mean he goes you have to record it the, 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 the effect only takes place with these cassette players during playback so meaning it can't do it live it won't manipulate it live and you have to uh, you have to do it from something that is pretty much in in the play mode. When you press the play button, then it'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So after some time, I was figuring. I was like, man, what what am I really trying to do here? You know what I'm saying? And then I do more research. And I was like, well, I'm trying to find a tape echo. Uh huh. I don't. Is it recording? Yeah, we're recording. Okay. I, I'm trying to find a tape echo. That's really what I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find a tape echo with a warble sound, like a like a like a pitching, a, a flutter effect, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I'm looking for because I want to be able to um, play something through it just to give it some some dirt. I think you could use pedals, maybe. That's okay. So that's who. That's exactly what he was trying to say. You have to use some sort of effects pedal of some mm-hmm. sort. And so he was like, look, I could build you one. Uh-huh. I could build you one that'll, um, because if you look at those tape delay echo uh, pedals, they're like, you know, $300, yeah, yeah. two, $300, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and so this dude was like saying that he's going to, that he's going to cut back to me with an estimate. He was like, hey man, you know, I could build you one. He showed me the tip chip and he was like, check out this chip because this is the chip that does the echo delay effect and so then i'm thinking about it i'm like okay so yeah you will do quarter inch in and quarter inch out right and then i'll give you lfo so you it'll oscillate yeah and then it gives you all these other knobs it's just going to be a very strict it won't look anything like that it'll have just a stomp controller mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. to turn it on and turn it off so you could run a synth through it yeah you could run maybe a vocal through it um and or you could run like the sp through it if you wanted to yeah, to yeah, grime yeah. it up and i'm like okay you know that's pretty much what i'm looking for yeah you know what i mean i still kind of want a, a dual cassette player yeah but i think you know, I also found a VST for like sixty nine bucks. Yeah, that is very highly rated. That does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does reverb and echo delay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I'm, you know, I still may. I would say save like, up for that. You know, 
like that del- echo delay that um you probably get that effect to get that warmness through a Tascam. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then buy one of these Chinese pedals. You see that pink pedal? And, right and, that, right and that's what I'm saying. So You see that pink pedal yeah, right there? Yeah, yeah. That shit cost me 40 bucks. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So and that's a reverb. And so essentially, mm-hmm. it's something along those lines that I'm going to get. Yeah. But it's just going to be like four or five knobs in yeah. a simple the, metallic thing. The dope thing. put like the... The LFO to fuck with it. Yeah, that's what it was, that sounds dope. But yeah. I think Dan Electro has uh, this big pedal. Yeah, that is like a tape echo. It is. I've seen it. it. You seen it? I've seen it, and it's about fucking three hundred dollars. Is it? Yeah, it's very expensive. I, I wish I was telling. I was talking to my wife mm-hmm. uh, early. I was like, I wish when I was younger I got into like electronics like that yeah like the solder and shit like that and just just to learn about amps yeah and effects pedals yeah cause I follow a lot of those cats yeah. too that just do things like that yeah and just to fix this organ I have uh-huh. you know just to know yeah. what it, I'm looking at when you look at the mm-hmm. the, the scheme or whatever yeah. the fuck that's called whatever they call it's it it's kind of a good skill to learn yeah. so you could fix your own equipment or yeah. maybe even possibly come up on an equipment or just make shit because i mean like making a fuzz pedal yeah so apparently there's it's easy they say easy but you do have to solder you do have to have something yeah. and i was looking at and buying have, kits yeah, yeah like to make your own kits yeah, yeah. but i was like they're charging me the same amount as if it's already put By together complete, yeah you because know? they're putting in together everything if you know you know yeah. and it comes and you could do it for like 20 bucks instead of the 60 bucks that they're gonna charge you yeah so it, it's just it's just things like that i may not get it i may i'm if if it's higher than the vst then i really have to assess whether or not is it something that I'm going to use or is it just something that I'm curious about and I just want to play with? Just want to experiment with you know? sound. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm going to assess that. You know what I mean? Because uh, the one thing that I've noticed since I since I got the Unisynth, right? The one thing oh, that I've noticed. Yeah. So the one thing I noticed with that is that I've yet to figure out how to integrate it easily. Yeah, because you have to play it real time, right? You, you know, yes, you have to play it. No, okay, no, 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 no. So with Machine, I could sample it. Okay, yeah, that's all I was going to tell you. Just yeah, I could just sample it into it and just do like a four bar or an eight bar so scenario. You mean like sample it like just one note or you like playing like a, a riff No, you like you play a riff or something okay, like yeah, that. Yeah. And you could sample that, then you chop it, then you move it and so and so. But... I kind of would, I'm trying to figure out whether the easy route is going to be to, if my intention is to use that instrument, is to create the structure, bounce that into Ableton, and then use Ableton's free, you know, bars that I don't have to worry about loop, I don't have to worry about it being unsynced, because that's the one thing I noticed with this is one thing I noticed with synthesizers is that, you know, for the arpeggiator to work right, for 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 the sequencer to work correctly, it almost has to be on the same time. Mm. It has to catch the tempo from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, if not, you're sitting there trying to catch the, the beat oh, yeah. instead of it being locked in the MIDI clock. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what that's really important, and the machine so is that machine when could do it, uh-huh. but Ableton I think could do it faster. Is that when you're trying to use it, connecting it through MIDI way, or are you doing like straight through? Uh, the, well, I guess the, it's what's it, it called? Yeah, through the Quarter audio in the yeah. in and outs yeah. and whatnot. Um, I think the whole point of of better functioning with those is to use the MIDI. Mm. because the MIDI allows those two to get locked in on time. Mm-hmm. So Ableton, if Ableton is at 90 BPMs, the synthesizer will be at 90 BPMs. That's why I normally added, normally fuck with shit like that when I've laid it out. Yeah. And let's say... Um, Not in the middle of the beginning of the process. Then. Yeah, I lay out the whole, I like say... It's the 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 beat, right? Yeah. And then I'm gonna use the synth for something, mm-hmm. and say I already sequenced it to whatever sixteen bars, yeah. and then in the hook I'm planning to use a synthesizer. Then I just play it live. Same thing with the bass. I play it through the whole song. Yeah. I just play it, you know, like how we used to, you know. Yeah. Maybe and that's what I. That maybe that's. Maybe it takes that, longer, and I fuck I, up a lot. But maybe that's what the. I need just need to figure out. When I'm gonna do that, you know, yeah. like when am I gonna stop on machined with the beat and just export it over to Ableton to continue there? Yeah, I have to know when to stop yeah. and to move on to Ableton because I've I haven't done that yet. So yeah. I haven't, you know, everything that I've done has only been on machine, and yeah, then it, I and then I move it over. So. That works too, though. I mean, it, it does, and it works fine, but it's a little clunky. Mm-hmm. It's a little clunky when I'm trying to add like an external instrument into machine. Mm-hmm. It's a little clunky. So maybe you're correct in saying that. You know, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna maybe I'll just program the drums on. Maybe I'll just program the drums on machine, and if I plan on adding instruments, I'll add it in through Ableton, mm-hmm. and then that way I'll be able to keep that clock. And mm-hmm. then that I think that'll probably work more. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm. Yeah, because then you could just work on top. Yeah, work layers, on top you know? of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of having to deal with the other one, where I'm kind of restricted on the 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 bar count, or I'm restricted on having um whatever. It's not meant to do that, or it's a little bit not as the workflow isn't as smooth to do that mm-hmm. and it's just me me not having knowledge maybe yeah you know what I mean a lack of knowledge on how to integrate that you know whatever but that's the one thing that I think that's kind of fucked me up in terms of being able to use that more mm-hmm. because I'm like it's kind of kind of a hassle like I ran all the wires that's what I did over the, the, the break is I ran the wire so I didn't have to keep plugging it in, plugging oh, it okay, out. So yeah. I ran it so it's done. You just turn it on. I just turn it on now. Uh-huh. So I'm happy about that. Uh, it took a while to do only because I was putting it off. For a long yeah, time. yeah. Cause it's a, it's a, it's, <laughs> it just had to think a little right, bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it. So we're going to get into the beat exchange uh, right now and so right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna introduce the samples that we have for each other okay the next week when we return back we will then show you what we came up with that sample so what do you have for me well first I got like a little backstory though okay cause uh 
So I was like, uh, I've been lately listening to. I never got into the Beach Boys. Okay. And then everybody was always uh, pet, I, sounds, I, pet sounds, pet sounds, yeah, pet sounds. Yeah. And I was finding out how pet sounds. Yeah. When it got to England, uh huh, changed the game. And shit. It changed yeah. the Beatles, and you could hear it. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I gotta hear uh-huh. pet sounds. So I went to go listen to it, and what kind of kept me away from the Beach Boys for so long yeah. is all that. The gay shit, shit that yeah, yeah that was yeah. just you know that California USA yeah. shit yeah I'm like that shit's horrible yeah and then I started learning about Brian Wilson yeah yeah well Charlie man <laughs> Charlie uh, fucking uh, Charles Charles Manson's buddy no that was the other guy which one that was like one of the brothers or the cousin because it was like no, their brothers was, Brian Wilson was in there wasn't he no Brian Wilson was the one who went crazy. He's the oh, main he, dude. So, which you, is the one that fucked with uh, Charles Manson? Then uh, it was, I think, one of the cousins or the brothers. You sure? Yeah, because it's like f- fucking. It's most. I think it's four of them and one oh, cousin. Okay. And then a friend or some shit like that. And uh, and and the dad was I'm involved. Was the main one. Uh huh. And the dad was involved in the beginning. Yeah. And he, they have recordings of the dad just talking shit to him. Nice. And they fired him. And, and what made me laugh is that he used to well. The uh, the part that made me laugh was that when he used to discipline his kids, mm-hmm. he used to make them stare into his because he had one eye that was missing, mm-hmm. and he would take the glass eye out and make them stare into the socket. Oh my god! Look into the socket. Yeah, he's just like uh, oh, his name was Murray. Fucking. <laughs> he used to make his children just, and then he used to make them kneel on rice. That type of shit that people used to do back in the days. So finally, he had a hold on these kids. That finally they told him to had fuck off. Kneel on, kneel on tile. And shit. You ever kneeled on tile? Oh yeah, tile? that shit hurts. That shit hurts. So, anyways, when he did Pet Sounds, the dude was twenty three, and so I was like, I want to listen to Pet Sounds. Okay. And then I heard, you know, this song right here. Right. Can wait. This is a commercial, but a vape commercial. Here he did acid. Is this on that? Oh yeah. Is on that pet sound? Yes. No wonder. I've never heard this. I heard this album, but I never heard that. Yeah, it's called uh, "Let's Go Away for a While." I think I have the album. It's so a Brian Wilson was known for using the studio as an instrument. Like the acoustics in the room. Yeah, stacking things on top of each other. He used to have them play water bottles. He used to have them reach inside the piano and shit and then he would like stack sounds together so it could sound like a different sound like if you listen to this and just using the orchestras and all that shit he was famous for that and the fact that he used the record boys were out there touring he went crazy and he was like I can't yeah. fuck with this and he was just in the studio with the wrecking crew with Carol Kay is this the same album that they uh, uh, did that uh, they did that song 
of vibrations? No, yeah, no. Oh, God damn. Is that one sad ass on that band? Smile? Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, this is a lot of this shit. This is what like you're that. telling me to do? No. Oh, I'm about to say. I'm like, God damn, this that would, is. That would be easy. Then I was like, that's a lot of gems As you there. know, <laughs> they end up sucking in the future. So the one that you're. Uh, oh. One reality Bermuda, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Is there even a fucking. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my fucking god! I was like, I'm gonna give you pet sounds. That shit had hella samples, dude. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go to get away from it all. I hate steel drums. Alright. Okay. Alright. I was like, what what should I give him? And I was like, I mean, that's a motherfucker though, I'll tell you that. And there and then one of the guys I was talking about is like, yeah, they they suck later, but you know, this this album over here, you know, and I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, they did Coco Mo. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, All right, man. (laughs) Well, uh, I called you up, and I told you, hey, man, you ever notice that sometimes that they do, uh, like, oriental rhythms and musics in the oriental 80s? rhythms. <laughs> so listen to this one. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 Right here. That the way they stack the yeah. vocals, like this should be a fucking Japanese song somewhere. This could definitely be on a Van Damme movie when he's going to the Kumite. Yeah. Well, this is the song that I'm giving you. Okay. <laughs> is she supposed to be singing or just masturbating? Kind of? I think a circling in the sand is like her playing with Who's this, play. by the way? Uh, Brenda Carlisle or Belinda Carlisle? Belinda Carlisle. Yeah, I could almost hear like the... Telling you! That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. I was listening to this one day and I'm like, I could hear this in a massage parlor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so very, Yeah, I wonder how that came about. Like they were like yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, how they, they very um, oriental rhythms. Yeah, like how they uh how did that come about? Like the producer was like went to China or something. I shit. I bet the original song is from oh, like over you, there. Okay. You and know which they, one is that one song that um They do that back yeah. and forth a lot. Which one is that one song that was famous and a lot of people have done it? 
Rick, uh, Slick Rick did that thing. Uh, he sampled it too. It's all because of you. Oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, a Chinese, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's a Chinese song. I think it's like old. Okay, I Chinese believe that. Song. I believe do, that. Do, 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 I remember. Do, I know do, Filipinos do. love singing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> so yeah. that's the one thing you guys are not gonna uh, you guys are gonna realize oh, yeah. real fucking quick problematic pavo yeah but <laughs> I, I don't I don't hold back on this shit so anyway so that's those are the that's the shit right there yeah okay so we're, you know next week we're gonna return we're going to try to keep the same format. Um, we might freestyle a little bit more. Who knows? We might revert back to the some of the bounce rhythms just because. But, but the end game is a new name: yeah. the Beat Exchange. Beat Exchange. Um, we're not sure if it'll be once a week or once every other week. We'll figure that out, and then we'll get back to you on that. And then um, I think we'll probably have it uploaded by Wednesday. Okay. I think I'll have it uploaded by Wednesdays um, because I, I think there's going to be a delay on the iTunes. So okay. um, we'll submit it and we'll see when it falls on and we'll go from there. Yeah. But definitely uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in. The people returning and the new yeah, people. and the new people that are going to be listening to this uh, thing. Rate, review... Share, yeah. Any suggestions that you have? What do What do you got? Yeah. Send us on Instagram. It's uh, the the Beat Exchange Podcast. Yeah. Send Send us uh, producers from all around the world. Yeah. The beat guys, lo-fi, even trap people. Sure, yeah. fuck it. And just uh, I want to I want to listen to it. I want to follow yeah. it. I want to share it. You know. Yeah. Uh, we have a phone number too. Uh, give us a call. Uh, shout us out or. Ask a question or yeah, some ask shit. A question, yeah. The, the number is uh one four one five five zero four two eight five four. Four one five five zero four uh uh-huh. two eight five four. Four one five five zero four. But you have to dial a one now, don't you? Probably. One four one five. Yeah. Five oh four. Five oh four. Two eight two eight five four. Yeah. I like that phone number. We will use that. Yeah. Check there and then we'll check in. Do you get uh pings when somebody yeah. leaves a message? And they go ping. Awesome. And then I go look at it and, awesome. and it says something and it translated for you and oh. I'm like, What? This is Pete. <laughs> this is something about beats and shit. All right. All right, party people. <laughs> I wanna say thank you very much for tuning in and no I'm not gonna say that. I'm <laughs> fight I'm fighting the resistance. I'll, until the 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 next one, maybe we'll make one. Until then, we'll see you the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.